Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Bree prepares for retirement mode. JJ's having an early life crisis and Daniel Bryan is not in a good place. Where is he? We are going to be talking about it all right now on AfterBuzz TV's Total Bellas After Show. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV super fan discussion. AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. There it is. <laughs> With a really slow oh, start. We have come so far. <laughs> We've come all the way to season one, episode three of E's Total Bellas. This one is called Who's the Boss? And we are going to be breaking it down for you on Afterbus TV. Who is the boss? Wow. My well, guess it's me right now. <laughs> My name is Christy Olson. I'm so glad that you guys have come to hang out with us. We are live on YouTube. I have the chat rolling. Please give us a little thumbs up and let us know what you thought about the show. We're going to be reading some of your comments. And you guys can always hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Christy Reports. Joining me tonight... Hey guys, it's Megan Stecker. So happy to be back this weekend. You guys can tweet me at Megan Stecker. Hi guys, I'm Jennifer Leone. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jennifer Leone TV. Hi, I'm back and Yay! married. Yay! Uh, my name is James Frank. You can follow me on Twitter at Jimbo in the Booth. I'm ready to talk Total Bellas. Well, actually, I want to talk a teeny bit about your wedding. Oh, let's just talk about it. For and a I second. know yeah. we've kind of we've already told our AfterBuzz fans about your oh, wrestling you? themed kind of kind of affair. You sort yes. of denied that earlier today, but it was wrestling themed. Oh yeah. And it's occurring mm-hmm. to me now that there was no Bella Twins table. No, but oh. Daniel Bryan was okay. the big. The big hoorah when it came to that whole situation. And there was no John Cena table. We got that a lot. Why isn't there a John Cena table? It's like, no, there's John Cena. <laughs> well, we also did the yes chant as you yes. guys walked back down the that aisle. That was amazing. That was pretty that was cool. so cool. It was cool. Well, congratulations and welcome Thank back. Thank you. Oh, it's glad to, I'm glad to be back. We need our male perspective. Yes, yes. I'm sure. Yes. Especially yes. on tonight's episode. There was a lot I have to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's jump right into it, shall we? This one kicks off with a really cute little blurb where Kathy says that Daniel Bryan and John Cena look like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, yeah. which Twins. was really not inaccurate. No, because they were wearing the same shirt. Mm-hmm. And then I loved how both of them were like, I ain't taking off my shirt. Well, I'm not taking off my shirt. <laughs> that was funny. I would say if that was a real-life power struggle between the two of them, Daniel Bryan would probably be taking off his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think so? Shout yeah. out to Claire Bowie for making that awesome artwork that already had their faces photoshopped on the Twins poster. Uh, yes, yeah. check that out on Twitter. She's so quick with that good yeah. stuff. I want to tell everybody who else is hanging out in our chat. George Cisneros is here. Ashley Sanders. Montserrat Yerald. I just always like to say that one. Welcome, guys. Let us know what you thought about Josie and her life jacket. Now, this really spoke to me because I grew up with a basset hound, a beloved basset hound, and we would go to the lake all the time, and he could not swim 
for nothing and he was a little overweight and he always wore his cute little yellow life jacket when we'd go in the boat and he did fall in once or twice. When I I take the boat reins, it gets a little bumpy. So I thought this was cute. I mean, basically, they're kind of just setting the tone of, hey, Daniel, Brian, Brie Bella, and Josie like to be at home together and look Mm -hmm. how sweet it is when they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was cute because my dog does the same thing like straight for the side of the pool like get me out of here how do I get out <laughs> <laughs> and we learned that Brie is preparing for Wrestlemania 32 which was her final match her big retirement and that Nikki is sort of heading out on sort of this press tour with John Cena they're going to American Idol I remember when that went down she looked gorgeous you guys should check out the red carpet pictures and what's going on with Daniel Bryan he's talking about losing the connection to people in the pro wrestling world since he can't wrestle anymore and the words he uses to describe that are frustrating and demoralizing this really speaks to us right i mean Mm -hmm. this is making it sound like what he's going through is pretty severe what were you guys thinking at this moment the demoralizing caught me off guard because i i completely understand frustrating and i i think heartbreaking and all kinds of Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline words like that and the demoralizing part is like wow I think um, it was a big hit to his masculinity and this is maybe something that um, I know the NFL tries to make their players very aware of this now because I know like suicide and depression is a big problem with their players once their careers are over so I think that Brian is going through something very similar you know you're in a career where you are someone's idol and you have a bit of fame it's in you know, to the wrestling community, you're a really famous person, and maybe that's, you know, we see Brian saying, that's all I, I don't have a backup plan, that's all I ever Mm -hmm. wanted to do, so to not have something in his foresight to look forward to, it's, it shows that strong word choice, like why, because he doesn't have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. That's it, that's what he loves. Mm -hmm. It's so sad, though. I, I definitely feel for him, and even though I... Haven't watched him throughout the years. Uh, I just know him from the past few years. I could just imagine what the fans feel as well. And it's, it's a huge part of a company and something that you love. And when you put your whole heart and soul into something and all of your time and effort, it, I... It's like losing a child, I feel like. It, that's why, you know, when he said it's like mourning something, it, I completely just understand and I, I feel for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of us are defined by what we do, no matter, like, how hard yeah. we try. Mm-hmm. So, like, put yourself in any job position like that. It's not just wrestling and, like, it's not wrestling is his life, but, like, that's what he's done and all he ever wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So now to have that, like, pulled out from under him. And something they said a lot was, like, like, he kept saying, like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And that, like, made me mad because, like, he knows he still can. And if Vince mm-hmm. would sign it off, he'd be in the ring on Monday. But it's just, like, he has that wear and tear and they don't want to risk, like, you might take the wrong bump and not get up. Mm-hmm. And then, like, imagine all, like, the media for that of, like, Daniel Bryan 
paralyzed in the ring or like god forbid dies on the in the ring or like at a show so it's just so crazy and it's so sad because like i have seen him like i was there at pwg when he was in the maroon trunks and he was brian danielson and then he got picked up to wwe i was there for his like going away speech i was there when he got fired and came back after he choked uh (laughs) roberts with a tie and they had to fire people and he got fired and then he got brought back to wwe so i've seen him so just see him now be like yeah i just can't do this anymore and like how sad and like yeah it really is it's depressing it's it you can feel, you feel it. so bad for sure yeah and everyone has ideas about what they think he should do with his time before we get into that i want to point out that we had another lana sighting on this show they really want us to get acquainted with lana she came in when they were watching brie and summer ray's match lana kind of came in and attacked brie and actually used brie's own finisher the bella buster on her which was a big moment i remember when that went down on raw mm-hmm. are you guys getting excited they want you to be excited for lana Mm-hmm. Are you excited for Lana? I'm so excited. Mostly because I, I love Total Divas, and I think that um, when they bring new people in, there's just so much more drama and just so much more things happening. And plus, last season I didn't get really attached to too many people. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't a big fan of certain people, and I think that they're getting a hang of how this reality show thing works, and and they're putting in the right people. So I'm excited for this season to see how the dynamics are. Yo. So yeah, I'm excited for Rusev because Rusev is Lana's hilarious. Hubby. Oh, okay, he is hilarious. Yes, I'm so excited funny. for Lana because I feel like it may be a good Summer Ray replacement for me. I never felt like I liked Summer Ray, mm-hmm. and so Lana is supposed to be a villain s character, right? Yes. As far as in the ring. So I'm hoping that she's also someone that maybe backstage, either they get along or they <laughs> don't get along. Like, either way, I'll be happy. I'm excited for somebody new. Something like a strong yeah. personality. I mean, yeah. it's even her name that she wrestles under is great. Like, it just draws me in already. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and she has this persona that we don't know, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to see, you know, her going back and forth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah well if they've made you interested then I think they've done their job yeah mm-hmm. and we are interested indeed Ashley Sanders in the chat said season 6 of Total Divas is gonna be so good oh George Cisneros reminded me about Dean and Renee that's gonna be a big one too man it is packed alright I'm sorry we'll jump right back into Total Bellas <laughs> so everybody kinda says hey Daniel Bryan what about being a coach And he has explained over and over again that that is not something he is interested in doing. Again, it's that whole, if he can't get in the ring himself, he doesn't really want any part of it. I think I can understand that. I I wouldn't want to sit in the engineer booth and watch other people host a show. No offense, Zach. Hey, shout out to Zach, our engineer. (laughs) Right? How do you guys feel about that? I totally get it. I think Brian needs time. I think this is a, he he said it himself. It's like you you have to mourn it like it's a death and I I think it is too soon. And that's the issue. So if it does become something that oh, I can be involved in wrestling in that way in the future, so be it that he might want to do that. I think it's not been enough time and he hasn't mourned the loss and kind of moved on from it. Mm-hmm. He hasn't buried wrestling yet, so for sure, still grieving. To be honest, I think he, 
you know, won't jump into predictions, but I feel like he uh, won't get into anything that has to deal with uh, wrestling and just go into the more nature side, whatever makes him happy. And I don't think anything would make him happy in wrestling other than being in the ring, actually being the star. So <laughs> that's what I think, and I don't think that anyone should really push or, you know, force anything on him. Mm-hmm. He's the GM of SmackDown right now, and he doesn't really seem too happy about it. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a Brian job to me. I don't think he cared about training. And I've heard him say, like, he doesn't mind working with people one-on-one, but to, like, teach a class, he doesn't like that. Because something that, like, you might get, you might not get, and you might leave being like, oh, I didn't learn anything, but you might be like, oh, I learned this headlock, and it's amazing. I think after he has this kid, it's going to change his whole perspective. Because now he's going to be like, man, I get to give back, and and I want to teach them, and I want to show them, whether it's a boy or a girl, I'm sure. I think that'll really change his perspective. And by then, he'll have time to have, like, come to terms with, okay, I can't wrestle. But you know what? I can put my thumbprint on the next generation of wrestlers. That'll carry my name. Like, he wore maroon tights. This is, like, a little inside baseball. But he wore maroon tights because William Regal trained him, and those were his colors. So that was his way of paying tribute to him. So for him to, like, now be able to be, like... In 10 years from now, like, oh, see that guy in maroon tights? That's because he was trained by Daniel Bryan. Oh, that's cool. You know, like, yeah. Like, they, and that's so wrestling. Just like, like in Lucha Libre, the masks are carried down from family members and generations and generations. So it's like good to keep it going. And I think that'll be the spark mm-hmm. that turns him over to, like, you know what? I might want to coach. Yeah. I mean, All as right. a parent, you basically yeah. are coaching your child through everything yeah. in life. So it might turn him on to, like, you know what? I'm just helping people. <laughs> yeah. And see, like, that's the thing, not to jump too far, but when we get to, like, oh, like, when Nikki was like, see, he's training. See, he's mm-hmm. training. And it's like, uh, not entirely, but I see what her point is. Mm-hmm. Well, we are going to go there right now. But first, let's just talk about the Bella, the live Bella Blunder we got tonight. We didn't even have to look back, and we will do that later. But Nikki thinks it's chafing instead of chafing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just pretty darn cute. Nikki Bella, we love you good. and your Bella Blunders. Oh, do we love you. And this episode had a ton of, like, again, this is why I tell wrestling fans to watch Total Bells. Lots of good wrestling stuff. Daniel O'Brien revealed that he only knew he was making that retirement announcement at Raw two days before it was start. It was supposed to happen. And Nikki makes a mention about that she can't do any more power stuff. And remember from Total Divas, she started doing a lot of Olympic powerlifting with John Cena a few years ago. And she attributed that to like a new physique that she had and she looked great and she really enjoyed it and they enjoyed doing it together. But I'm wondering if she almost indicated that that's kind of what did her in on the injury. Ooh. I know the rack attack is not good for the neck, but everything combined with all that powerlifting. But her powerlifting was probably bracing her body to get ready to do the rack attack six nights a week. Oh, like that made, like it like, did make her yeah, stronger. Yeah, like she's training to lift someone on her shoulders and fall to her knees every night. Mm-hmm. You know, so then like the wear and tear of lifting the weight and the wear and tear of then lifting the people over and over and over. It's just like it took its toll. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. She's now doing the Rack Attack 2.0. We're going to have y'all watching wrestling by the end of this season. I just know it. And they head to the NXT Performance Center. If that doesn't pique your curiosity, I don't know what would. It is a beautiful facility. I had an eye out for after. Buzz TV's own Daria Baranata, but we didn't we didn't get her no, on this. No, that would have been so awesome. I know, I love it. But uh, we did get Sami Zayn. Yes. Who is another big indie wrestling guy. He's another guy like Daniel Bryan who he lives it, breathes it, it's in his heart. He would shrivel up and die if he couldn't wrestle either. I mean, this is the perfect guy for Daniel Bryan to talk to. What did you guys make of this scene? 
Dandy Ryan really gets kind of roped in to this little <laughs> this little training session. I just saw someone who is really passionate about it, and uh, you know, kind of goes off and starts just talking about what he loves. Mm-hmm. That's you know, just all I saw. <laughs> That's I, and it makes you happy to see someone you know be that passionate. For me, it stuck out when he switched from he seemed lit up and excited to be. Uh, interacting with someone else and showing them, I would have done this and I would have done that and I could have and this new style is developing and all of a sudden you just saw like a switch flip to being super depressed that he can't wrestle anymore and saying it out loud right then and I was like oh my god wow like to put yourself in the shoes of I can't do anymore what I would want to do like if someone took that away from you it's really horrible to think about and to see that switch just like one to the other it was really wild. Yeah, it was weird. It was like he was sad when he went in, and then he started to have fun, yeah. and then he realized, wait a minute, I don't get to wrestle anymore, and it went yeah. like way back down. The he crazy, brought everybody down. Yeah, the crazy thing was like, like you hear people like like people saying wrestling, you don't learn how to work in wrestling until you learn how to work hurt because when you're hurt and you can't take bumps, then you have to know how to use psychology and make the the crowd interact. So like when he's like, I was thinking of this new style. That means that he knew he was on borrowed time, and before they pulled the rug out from under him, he was going to try and, like, oh, well, if I wrestle like this, I'm not taking bumps, so it's okay because I'm not hurting my neck. And then when he's like, this was the style I was going to wrestle Brock with, my mind blew because that was a dream match that so many fans wanted to see that they never got to, and it's so sad. But Sami Zayn was El Generico on the indies. He was another guy who, like, fought and fought and fought, and everyone's like, you're never going to make it to the WWE. You're too small, blah, blah, blah. So, like, seeing them interact, and I was telling Jennifer, like, that's not him training or coaching. That's him hanging out with his friend, being Mm -hmm. like, dude, oh, man, I thought of this move. And, and, like, that's the connection and the camaraderie. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. not, like, hey, come into class and teach 30 people who you've never met how to do headlocks, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like there's Very a difference. difference. <laughs> yeah. There's a total difference. So when Nikki's like, see, he's training, it's like, yeah, he's training, but that's him hanging out with his buddy. Mm-hmm. So maybe eventually if like, who's to say if he spends like the next three weeks at the performance that are just hanging out and sitting there and just watching people that he might not want to get up and be like, you should do it like this. And then he's training without even realizing it. And then he's getting to know people. And then it's like second nature. It's not like, they want me to go in and tell people what to do and I don't want to do that because I really want to be the one doing that. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm going to go hang out with Sammy and if, you know, the new suplex comes up, it comes up, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) If we end up a couple of wrestlers who are passionate about wrestling end up talking about wrestling, Wrestling. wow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently this passion rubbed off on JJ who was along for that little visit and when they get back to the house, he talks to John Cena. Who's sort of the face of the company. (laughs) Who's sort of the the face that runs the place. I love how he's like, what does that mean? I was really hoping he'd be like, well, you're like on all the posters and everything's always about John Cena, so like you're sort of the face of the company. Sort of. And that seemed like a joke that Cena would make. Yeah. But he was pretty serious here. He was kind of questioning JJ's motives. JJ came across as like being pretty desperate in this scene, I think, which is not an uncommon theme for JJ. <laughs> but I mean, I wasn't surprised to see Cena shot it down. Yeah. Yeah, because it was exactly right what Cena was saying. Did you guys think so? I felt so bad for JJ because Cena spoke to him in such a direct, like, I'm a mean dad kind of a way. Like, (laughs) JJ was rubbing his feet together like a little kid trying to be like, so I 
and that's how the baseball got through the window. Yeah. It just was like, he was... But did you throw the baseball yeah, through the window? Like, <laughs> and John's like, what do, you, what do you mean by that? Sort of. Well, what does that mean? You know, it was, I was scared of John in this scene. Um, I felt terrible for him, and I thought John handled it very diplomatically in the end. Because he said, I would take you to the door, I'd shake some hands, and you get in that ring and you start working. I thought that was very diplomatic of him because he did not shoot him down in the way that Bree did. The way that I would have? And the way that Johnny <laughs> and the way that Johnny Ace did. Yeah. Mm. I thought he was super diplomatic. He was like, oh, if you think that that's something you're interested in, then get your ass in that ring and give it a try. And put in the work. Yeah. yeah. What would you have said to him, Okay, Jimbo? number one, you're 30 years old. WWE doesn't look for people over 25. Number two, I don't know how much physical activity you do, but you haven't spent time taking bumps or being a wrestler. So, like, for you to think you're going to walk into the Performance Center and start at the Performance Center, and in three years you're going to be on Raw, you're out of your mind. So audacious. And then, not only that, is like, look at both of your sisters. Your sister's having to retire after 10 years of wrestling. Your other sister just had to have neck surgery. Mm -hmm. And this is what you want to do with your life? Right. Like you want to start your career right. right now at 30 when, like, you should be like, okay, I'm about to start my family and I have my right. career. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you now? I think I'd like to wrestle. It's like, no. You don't just fall it. into that. Like, Ariane's boyfriend, who was like, <laughs> and at least he was in shape and right. he had a look. And you're like, man, I could see that guy on Raw. Like, like who would JJ? JJ would be great as one of their managers. Like, <laughs> I, like if he was, right. like, their butler. Like, uh, if he was, like, Nikki's butler that. and, like, carried her gear or carried her dog <laughs> or, like, something. Like, I could see that. But, like, seeing him as, like, in the ring wrestling, never. And I would have been like, dude, you know how disrespectful it is for you to tell me, who's been wrestling this long, that you think you could just walk in here and do what I do? Mm. Like, like, what are you thinking? Like, yeah. just like why didn't he say that? He said that to Cena. He didn't say that to Daniel Bryan. It wasn't like, hey, dude, you know how it sucks that you had to retire early? I've been thinking about giving wrestling a shot. You know, I played some soccer. Like, no. It's a slap in the face. No, that is so disrespectful. Oh. It just fired me up. Because JJ described himself as athletic. He's like, you know, give, like, a pretty athletic guy a shot. I'm like, the only thing athletic about JJ is his mouth. Okay? Like, (laughs) nothing about about him screams, like, I played, like, collegiate-level sports. Like, no. He just reminds me of, like, a kid. Everything that comes yes. out of his mouth is just so Bratty. young. Bratty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, it, it's like, hey, you know, it's like a 15-year-old walking into E! News. Hey, I want to I be on TV. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's that's like exactly him, what I did at Kim, 22 going in no, there as no, an no. intern. I like, really thought they were going to put me on TV. See, yeah. everyone no, thinks you. Yeah. But you, like, had training, went to school, legitimately got a job working there. Exactly. No, I, she's yeah. talking more about, like, Kim Zolciak's daughter situation. No. You know yeah, how they I keep can't. pushing her... Oh, yeah. Yeah. They keep pushing her as, like, and uh, Kim keeps being, like, she wants it and just puts it out there. It's going to happen. Don't don't tear mm-hmm. her down. I'm like, okay. Or you can go to school and put in a little yeah, work. Yeah, work like your the ass rest off of us. hope Thank that you. it gets yeah. there. Right. You know, so that's kind of how I was looking at it as a journalist. I was yeah. just looking at it compared. I don't know. It's just, it's too much for me. Like, sit down, JJ. Relax. Even his childish way of being like, oh, I can't wait till I found out a secret about you and Brian. Yeah, and I'm going to run and tell him. Like, I thought he was yeah. going to jump across I, the dude. table. <laughs> dude. God. 
Come he on. Mad. He right. looked mad. This is what happens when you're raised with only women in the house. <laughs> He's like a woman himself. He's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh Yeah. Well, he, he is like a woman himself. And he's mad about all the things that Mama Bella is asking him to do. Errands. I say, hey, she works for you. Dude, what if do you guys think? she's the CEO and she is your boss... She is your boss. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Like, if you're mm-hmm. on the clock and she's like, go do this, it doesn't matter if it's her laundry, photocopies, lunch. Like, if that's what you're getting paid to do, that's what you're getting paid to do. Even do off it. the clock and she's your mother, you do things for yeah, her. You have the respect Done. that that's my mom. And yeah, yes, mom. Mm-hmm. Right. And then behind your back, you're like, damn it, mom always makes me do this. <laughs> right. Or to your sisters, you're like, why does mom always make me do this? You're not and like, okay. hey, mom, I don't want to pick up your laundry. You know, like he's saying it to her face, like it's it's personally objectifying him or something. He's like, oh, I'm so offended that I have to go pick up something, print something, you know, for you to sign it. It just it was just a lot for me. It's like you need to relax and appreciate your mother and do something for her. Relax. Mr. T would have done it twice. (laughs) I feel like I'm kind of with JJ on this one. Oh. Not all the way, but I do think as a grown man, he should have said to his mother before this became a problem, before the whole office is joking about it, he could have said, I feel like you're having me do a lot of things that are more of an executive assistant's job, and that's actually not my title. If you feel like we need to put some money aside in the budget to get you one of those... Let's work it out. I'll go meet with our accountant, whatever, whoever. But I just really would prefer not to do all these tasks. I know I'm your son, so it feels like we have a different relationship. And But I really would prefer not to do this kind of stuff. You're, he's almost 30. Like I feel like he could have had that conversation mm-hmm. with her. He's not afraid to say anything else to her all the time. Like, yeah. So, But I'm with JJ on not doing those things. Because I feel like I've been in those positions where someone's asking you to do all those things when it's not your job particularly and you want to be respected by them too. Mm-hmm. So it's like a respect issue. I, I get JJ's side totally on this. Hmm. Well, let's take a moment and go grab some tea. <laughs> let's go to tea. <laughs> uh, not a whole lot of earth shattering things came out of this seed, except for that Jed informed us that there actually is still tea. Oh, yeah. And that we can go to tea here in L.A., and we're going to do that. Totally. Hi, tea is great. I have so much fun. I lived in Chicago, and I did it at the Drake all the time, and now you can do it at the Peninsula or, you know, basically anywhere. The Mondrian, they have it. They do it, like, maybe twice a month or sometimes every weekend. So you just have to call and figure it out, but yeah. Oh, I it's love great, it. and they give you little sandwiches. Little, there's different um, towers you can get, but you can have. I like the lunch type little sandwiches, and then you get the desserts. It seemed like they did a little breakfast. I don't know. I thought it was cute. Oh, that <laughs> sounds like so much fun. Yeah, all right, we'll do it. We'll do it, and we'll Facebook Live it for all of you to watch. Moving on, this is the big scene where Bree is talking about Daniel Bryan's quote-unquote severe anxiety and depression that she says he's had since the age of 25. Um, She goes on to explain that this depression she's talking about comes and goes and lasts for about two days at a time, and then it's okay. And she's making a big deal out of hiding it and telling people. And I just have to say that I think there is a disgusting over-diagnosis of depression in this country. I think there are very few people who actually have a chemical imbalance in their brain that would justify depression. That is a real thing, but the millions and millions of people who claim to have it don't have it. And I think if you get sad, 
for two days and then you get better again, that's called having moods and you're a human and that's okay. So while I do sympathize with Daniel Bryan and with Brie as a wife for having to deal with this, I thought that this all sounded completely ridiculous. I I apologize. I'm surprised that that you're saying that, but it makes sense. It really makes sense what you're saying. I mean, for him, I think that it's definitely a mood, but we don't know. We don't know the backstory, but I was thinking the same thing myself. Okay, was that too much, mm. Megan? No, I, I don't. I kind of feel like um, I could see it all over Brian's face, like the anxiety and depression. I, f- I felt like I was buying right. it. Even if he's never been professionally diagnosed, I feel like you could see that coming out. Like that scene where Brie came home really late and he was just like slumped against the wall with the dogs. Like something looked very wrong in his face. Um, and I, with world, I think it was World Mental Health Day was last week sometime, and someone brought to my attention through that day that one in five people have um, mental health issues, which would include anxiety and depression. So I think um, maybe he does battle that and has not professionally had it diagnosed and maybe needs something to calm his brain down, because I do believe what Bree says in that he's very smart, so he's constantly thinking, constantly swirling. Like, I think that's an issue for people. Um, I believe Brie when she says that he's battling that and having those issues. I think Brian doesn't want to succumb to saying that he has it, views it as a weakness, and that's why it's, after two days, he pretends like everything's fine and gets back on the horse. So maybe she downplayed it. Yeah, I think... Or or described it incorrectly? Well, I think he doesn't let himself wallow in typical behavior or he's like a fu- a person with functioning depression in that after two days he just like puts a rosy face on pretends he's fine again mm-hmm. gets back to work okay. um, but there's no getting back to work right now so I think it's hitting him really hard right now okay I definitely think he he he's depressed and he has like you said moods but like anyone who could be like oh yeah he's fine in two days no that doesn't oh, happen. Okay. Like I, <laughs> I get, I get what you're saying. Of like, yeah, in two days he might put on another face, but deep inside, like, yeah, he probably still hasn't dealt with the death of his father. You know, yeah, like you got to think of all the things that piled factor. on. So, you have your WrestleMania moment, and you finally get to the to the mountaintop of everything you work for your entire career, and then your dad dies, and then the kid that you know make a wish wanted to meet you, and you were everything in his life passes away, mm-hmm. and now you have to retire, and just like think of all the piles that are just mm-hmm. piling on like he hasn't had time to just deal with all of it, so yeah, I could see him being depressed, but when she was like oh he he gets in these moods, and then in two days he's fine, no, like you might think in two days he's fine because you're back on the road, and then when he said that they spent a day and a half together. That was insane to me, especially mm-hmm. thinking like they used to be on the road together all the time and they still only got to spend a day and a half together from the beginning of their relationship. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like barely like 50 days a year or something it's like nothing. that. You know, yeah. like it's nothing for a marriage. Yeah, our our chat role is also citing his dad's passing and you know it's interesting that they didn't bring that up at all and it almost mm. seems like it's so weird that that wouldn't come up in a conversation about him feeling so sad that maybe they're just not going to talk about that. Maybe no, because they a, probably know a, it'll really like reason. that'll really switch him and set sure. him off to the point where he's like, right. turn these cameras off. Yeah, like turn them off. I want to get and they're like pulling mics off. Like mm-hmm. you got to think that's that's something so personal that they haven't brought it up mm-hmm. at 
at all in any of the shows. The only thing I've seen him talk about that in was after they had the home invasion type robbery thing or whatever. Oh, yes. And and he was, like, talking about the watches. Mm -hmm. And he started to, like, cry about, my dad gave me these wood watches and they were the last thing he gave to me. And it was Mm -hmm. just, like, so sad. So, like, that has to be something so huge weighing on his shoulders that he's never got to grieve or deal with so like everything else is just piling and piling and piling on mm-hmm. you know oh i'm sorry um i i cover the tyler henry show um and the bellas oh, okay. were on with uh and that's where it's also on e and tyler henry's the um kid medium who talks to dead people and actually it's it is a very edited show mm-hmm. um they did not touch on on his dad at all. Really? Now, I, now that I think about it, and usually that's something that they would really talk about. That would have been the first For thing. Sure. Yeah, I'm feeling something in the room. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't. Like... They talked about Bree's ex boyfriend mm-hmm. who died when he, she was in high school, mm-hmm. and um, that's why she has the two bear yeah tattoos. the bear paws, and that was it. So. I just think that's really interesting. They probably didn't even touch on that. So. That's probably just like a big thing that he's like Xing on everything. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah no. No, I don't well, want to go there. We will see if that ever comes up because he is experiencing these feelings because he's being out of the ring. JJ's still talking about getting into the ring. This one all wraps up with a, a very fun family brunch, according <laughs> to Johnny Laurinaitis. Everybody kind of gets on J.J. a little bit here at this point, and we find out that it sounds like J.J. really, he's just taking a life inventory, and he's just looking for something new to do, and he didn't help his case in any of this. And again, when pro wrestling, he should know how difficult it is. He should know how difficult it is to make it. And like you were saying, Jimbo, it's just disrespectful for him to be saying these things to everybody. You know what else is really funny is Nikki's little like a confessional of like you know if you do a job for all these years and then you're not happy and then like you're 80 and you're like man I wish I would have quit to do something else you know you should get out now mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I wonder if she feels that way about John sometimes Ooh. you know like Ooh. if when she can't have babies no more and she's like man why did I stay with this guy all this time and he he always had that dangling carrot of like yeah I might marry you yeah I might give you kids and like he hinted about it and like you said like she always wears a white dress out to dinner because she never knows when it's gonna happen <laughs> oh that's that picture wow. of him you know in the drawer. That's yeah, so that funny. was crazy was too. Like that's so funny. In the makeup drawer, drawer, where she may have had makeup from Beautycon box. Oh, <laughs> Stay with the segue. We are talking about the Beautycon box again this week. If you want to go to beautycon.com/box, you guys can sign up for a subscription box that is delivered to your door each season. These boxes are going to be curated by your favorite beauty gurus with Ooh. over one hundred and fifty dollars worth of product for only thirty dollars. That's huge. Uh, you're going to save twenty dollars on top of that if you sign up for the annual payment plan. Uh, what you're gonna what you're gonna do is go ahead and pay the uh, cost of the entire year, and so you're gonna get twenty dollars off of that. Um, if you do the seasonal plan, you can pay each month uh, plus shipping costs. Uh, once again, it's beautycon.com/box to sign up for the prescri- subscription, and if you use our code boxbuzz, you'll get twenty percent off. All right, guys, so if you do the annual payment plan, that's $20 off. If you use BoxBuzz as your code word, you're going to get 20% off. And some of the products you'll get in this fall's box would be the Ofra Liquid Lipstick in Mocha, Flutter Lash Eye Slay Lashes uh, from Makeup Shayla's collaboration with them, and also the Jouer Lip Conditioner Angel Marino's go-to lip product, guys. So it's beautycon.com slash box. 
All right. All right. Thank you, Megan. Jump in right oh, back thanks. into it. JJ, <laughs> Kathy, and Bree go on a little walk, and they very, very quickly clear everything up. And almost too quickly that it made the whole storyline not be so weighty. I don't know. Did this you guys think why, it was too quick? This is why I said this thing was phony last week when they were promoting did, it. I was did. like, this is phony baloney. That fool knows he can't get in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest things about this brunch were uh, when John's like, oh, I'm going to awkwardly leave right now and go to the bathroom. And Nikki's like, quickie. <laughs> Nikki wants a quickie. I also, but like when John was just trying to be diplomatic and he was like, you know, blah, 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 Kathy. And, you know, like, and, and Brie, like, trust that your brother will talk to your mom when he's ready. And she's like, no, he won't. I know him. And then when he, JJ was ready to lunge across the table and kill her, I was like, okay, well, that's real. That's, that's, real. that's real. But guys, it's going to all be okay because Mama Bella is going to give JJ 20% of the business and make him a partner. He is very happy with that. I think I would be as well. Yeah. Brie and uh, Ryan then go on to swim with the manatees. She gives her usual self-righteous stuff about the zoos and the whole thing. <laughs> Eventually, we just learn, Brian says his brain is wasting away. Brie says he needs therapy. And this episode wraps up with her saying, I don't know what to do. She's even considering skipping her big retirement match at WrestleMania. This mm. really left us feeling... A little down. Da- <laughs> we might be sad for two yeah. days after watching this. <laughs> oh. I don't. I should have maybe that. Okay, sorry. But that was funny though. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. Um, sorry, Chrissy. Don't be mad. No, I'm, I'm don't actually be worried guys. about Brian, but I'd be interested to see what he's saying on social media. Mm-hmm. Which mm. I didn't do in between us finishing that and rushing in here to do the show for you guys, but I'll look later. <laughs> the chat roll is chatting about it. Ashley Sanders says, I think Total Bella season two is going to happen. Oh, well, yes, I do think so too. Sarah Renshaw said, This was actually a really good episode. I hope Total Divas does get another, uh, Total Bellas does get another season. And oh, Candace Max said John is still hurting from his previous marriage and is trying not to make the same mistakes with Nikki. It's not her, it's him. And George says therapy is not a bad idea for Brian. Right. What do you guys think? I think he knows oh, yeah. it. I think everybody could use therapy. <laughs> so if he's hurting, if he's hurting, he should talk to somebody. Yeah, they can uh, afford it. <laughs> that's that is very true. And on that note, we are going to roll right into the news and gossip. After all, <laughs> thank you, sir. There will be a big announcement at the end of this week. Is Baby Danielson a boy or a girl? Brie posted online saying that they will announce the gender of their baby via confetti poppers. So they have these confetti poppers. They're either going to blow pink, pink or, or blue. blue. Yes. And and she didn't really specify, you know, hey, on Sunday I'm going to post this online or anything like that. She just said, at the end of the week, you'll know. So my guess is they want to do it kind of privately and then they'll share it online. I love that. Yeah. And she was also sharing some photos of herself in a bikini with her little baby bump. Very cute. This is interesting. She captioned it and said, weighed myself today and I have put on 10 pounds. Oh no, the horror. It's weird because I thought to myself, is that too much? I really carb it up this first trimester. That stage can be hard because you kind of look pregnant, but not really. Uh-huh. You lose your waist, but gain boobs and a butt. She said, mine are really starting to look like Nikki's. But then she thought about how she's loving how voluptuous she's becoming. So she is really enjoying this pregnancy. And normally I don't I don't need to see the pregnancy photos, but yeah, she's being cute about it. I have to say, 
say, her breasts still look huge in that picture. Yes. And the day she announced she was pregnant is the day I saw them in the studio, but it was like hours before they announced it through E. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my God, her boobs are so big. Like either she got implants or she's pregnant. Like in my mind, I was like, those are the only two options because her boobs are ginormous. <laughs> so she's pregnant. Had- now we've seen them. And you would have come on the show and said that, and it would have been a huge exclusive had she not had some hours not, I know. Had she uh. not scooped me. <laughs> well, we want to we keep you guys posted on what's going on with Nikki in the ring. She had the most amazing Nikki Bella promo of all time on SmackDown, and I know some of you aren't watching, so I wanted to roll it for you. Just take a listen, and then we'll talk about this. Uh, this so this is from this week's SmackDown in a... Uh, in-ring promo with Carmella. Picture of me of some needy, helpless, dependent woman. Carmella's trying to tell me she depends on John. Is I paved my own road. I pay my own bills. And I sure as hell fight my own battles. I wear the damn pants in my relationship. Yeah. You, That's you true, because he wears jean shorts. And Carter. Now let me tell you something. When they didn't believe in me, I trained even harder to prove them wrong. Yes, she and then did. My world shattered, but I never gave up. All right, and she does use his line there at the end of that. Thank you, Zach. But this was basically finally someone calling her out. They haven't really acknowledged John and Nikki's relationship a whole lot on WWE TV for how much they talk about it on Total Divas and Total Bella. So this was that finally happening. It was amazing. The full video is online on WWE's YouTube channel, and I suggest that you all go and check it out. I want to thank at AmericanADU for uh, sending me that clip. And following that, Daniel Bryan defended Nikki on the WWE. WWE Network's live show Talking Smack affirming that John Cena has never gone to bat for Nikki and he knows that for a fact. So he's saying that um, you know, despite what a lot of wrestling fans have claimed that John Cena must be pulling strings and getting Nikki these opportunities backstage, that's not happening. She said in the promo, it was amazing. And just one more little blurby, I know this ain't Total Divas because this is even better than Total Divas which is so good too, but there's so much crazy stuff going on with Paige that I have to tell you, every time Paige has now engaged for, what, kind of the third time? Mm -hmm. And she proposed to him, boyfriend Alberto Del Rio, in the ring at an event this last weekend. He is still married to his current wife, and her lawyer says Mm -hmm. about this engagement, hey, Paige should really check out how he's treating his current wife. You know, history repeats itself. So there will be a lot to talk about. E confirmed that we will see Paige and Del Rio's relationship on Total Divas. It's going to be good. We got one minute left, so let's get to this Bella Blunder. (laughs) This is from Season 2, Episode 4. Now, you guys probably remember this one. Nikki's Bella Blunder in this episode was jumping to conclusions. She is kind of suspecting something was up with John and that he may be cheating. She asked him where he was. He said he was at the gym. She went to the gym. He wasn't there. She was jumping to all kinds of conclusions. Guys, do you remember what John Cena was actually doing? He admitted to her that he was seeing another woman. So was this really a Bella Blunder? Yes, it was. Because... What was Cena really doing? Was this when he was filming with Amy Schumer? No, but that is a really good guess, Jimbo. <sighs> that is. Way back to season two. Was... Nikki was getting her real estate license. Was he getting, like, full body wax? Was he buying the house she wanted with the real estate chick? Ding, 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 
Yeah. yeah it was, oh, okay. Yeah. That was that. Now I remember. She was showing her first house as a real estate agent, and she was telling John how much she loved it. This was a condo type thing in San Diego, and he ended up saying, "Well, I've been seeing." An escrow agent, and I bought you that house, girl. Aww. Aww. This Bella Blunder got her a house, y'all. I can only hope that that, I know. I'm going to go watch every single episode, because I'm bothered that I don't know that. I'm like, wait, what was it? Was he shopping? I knew he bought her something, but I forgot it was the house. Mm -hmm. I started at the beginning last series to do the um, Total Divas, Total Throwback. Mm. that we do and it's so much fun to go back and watch totally going to so do it much fun. <laughs> in a few years we will be watching these Total Bella episodes back as will our fans if they want to reach out to you when they do that where can they do that at? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jimbo in the Booth buy my Young Bucks documentary at highspots.com the Young Bucks 2 Sweet Journey and check out the X-Pac 12360 podcast today we had Ron Funches and next week we have Governor Jesse Ventura I'm so excited. What? <laughs> I know. I'm Jennifer Leone, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jennifer Leone TV. And you guys can find me, Megan Stecker, on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. It's all at Megan Stecker. It's M-E-G-A-N-S-T-E-C-H-E-R. And if you all do start hitting up that wrestling, we do an after show for WWE SmackDown right here on Tuesday nights. I will be there. I would love to see you there, too. And hit me up at Christy Reports, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. We will be right back here next week talking about our new favorite show, Total Bellas. On behalf of Jimbo, Jen, Megan, and myself, please have a great week. Don't forget to celebrate life, y'all. We'll see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.